When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, escapists. I'm here with uh, writer, producer, director, and director of photography, Peter Hyams, one of the more accomplished directors I've ever had the privilege of meeting. He's with us here today. Let's you know, me. get some air in here. Yeah. Also with us, of course, is the esteemed HAL 9000. I'm sorry about that. I know it seemed a bit silly. Uh, so you are here today to uh, talk about your new film, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Yes. Um, which I saw last night, and I thought it was it was very nice. And I was concerned because after the the screening, there was a uh, there was a Q and A, um, and I was worried that everything I asked was going to be asked there, and then I seemed like a schmo. But uh, everything was pretty much focused on the red. Yes, that was the point of the screening. That was the point of the screening. No, yeah. um, that's that's good. That's fine. So uh, just uh, a bit of a recap. Uh, this is the first film that you've shot on the red. It's the first film you shot digitally. Yes. Um, as a DP, what, what do you... I, I heard it all last night, but just for our audience members, so are, are you going back to film after this, or is this... No, the, no, I, I, I'm in love with the red cam. Uh, yeah. I, I waited uh, for digital photography to reach certain parameters. I wanted a 4K camera. I wanted a camera with a as close to 10-bit logarithmic color depth as possible. I wanted yeah. a camera that had the dynamic range that film has. This is the first camera that's come out that has that resolution, that color depth, and is smaller than the state of Idaho. So you can move it around. Um, and it's a dazzling camera, and it's only getting better. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and your film looked great. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk a bit about, uh, so Beyond a Reasonable Doubt is a remake. Yes. And remakes are all the rage right now. Remakes, you know, everyone's remaking movies that, you know, big horror movies or, or action movies and so on. But your remake is interesting because it's a remake of a film not a lot of people have heard of. That's the reason. That is the reason. I have no desire. I don't understand why people are would want to remake films that everybody's seen. I, I think it's a marketing thing. It's like, oh, everyone knows the name. They'll just go see it uh, again. But this is interesting because well, the great thing about this is it's such a great plot. It's a fabulous idea for a movie, and I only yeah. say it because it wasn't my idea. Yeah. Uh, and it's a film I know that most people have not seen. Yeah, um, it's not even on DVD. I no, even tried. To, I, mean, I tried to rent a VHS before no, the screening. I couldn't even find that. Cinephiles haven't even seen it. Yeah, uh, and and so I thought if I could bring something fresh to that, yeah, it was a really interesting and kind of cool story to tell, and to make it about young people instead of old people mm -hmm. and older people, and, and look who's talking, and um, I meant me. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, relax. Okay. Um, I thought I could bring a fresh perspective about it. It, yeah. it wasn't about television journalists. It wasn't about any of those things. Um, I don't see the point in remaking a film that everybody's seen. Absolutely. But, but here's the interesting thing. You, a lot of your films, a lot of your more popular films are also being remade now. Outland. Uh, there were rumors of a remake of Capricorn 1 yep. and Star Chamber. Yes. Uh, what and do Monster you Squad, too. Oh, oh! I don't know. Monster Squad is really close to me. I don't know. I, that 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 hurts. I don't me get it. I don't, I don't get it either. But what, what do you think? Do you think there's anything to? Well, let's let's take Outland. Outland is one of my favorite of your of your films. Thank you. Um, 
Aside from obviously a, some improvement in the special effects, uh, not that not that Outline was very special effects heavy to begin with. A lot of it's uh, very isolated, it's set based. What do you think there there you could contribute to to a remake of Outland? What, what do you think you could maybe improve? What, what could or, I contribute? Well, if you let's say you were doing, I mean, I heard there. Was... Well, I, I I I I think the only thing that would make uh, redoing Outland interesting would be to have somebody else do it, right? And bring a totally fresh perspective to it, right. and and not take it as the gospel, and mm-hmm. and feel liberated and and do what they want. Okay. So well, I I, I hope they do. We got a good people attached to it. Michael Davis mm-hmm. is, is doing it. Chad yeah. St. John's a talented writer, so that's that's really great. Um, back to uh, back to Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. This is the first. You, you've made a lot of movies within the last couple of decades, but but looking back, I think this is your first screenplay that you've produced since Narrow Margin. Yes. Um, have you been working on this for 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 that long, or, or is this what what brought you back to screenwriting? Uh, to writing, shooting your own stuff. Well, I never, I never left screenwriting. I, I, okay. I participated in, in shaping a lot of the films that I've been working on. The well, past, sure, certainly. The past uh, few years. Yeah. Um, this is a project that I just flirted with for the past about 15, 16 years. Yeah. Um, and it, it really wasn't until I thought that I had something to contribute, that I had a fix mm-hmm. on it, that I had a way of doing it. Yeah. Um, but I had made Narrow Margin, which in fact was a remake of a film that a lot of people had not seen that right. had been made years ago. It was another RKO picture. And and it was made for RKO, and a man named Ted Hartley, who runs RKO, um, was pleased with the results and asked me to look through his library and, and, and see if there's another one we could agree to do yeah. uh, together, because um, I, 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 I like him a lot. Uh, and... I found this film, which I had never heard of, honestly. I'm yeah. guilty of not hearing of a film that Fritz Lang made. So all of you guys can be forgiven if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, and said this one. And then we just spent a lot. It went through a lot of iterations with, with, without me, with me. And then one day, it just kind of aligned. And I went, I think I know how to do it. And Ted said, it's available still. And okay, let's go. Right. Well, it's... I, I'm a, I'm, I come from a writing background myself, and one of the things I was fascinated about it is, is there's a certain, it's such a great, like the, the plot is so important, it's, it's so great, that sometimes you have to pull back from the protagonists, really, because there's information you might not want to know yet. Like, uh, there's, there's the, the plotline of Michael Douglas, is he a good guy, is he a bad guy, is he corrupt, is he legitimate, and we can't know that for a while, and that's true for a lot of the characters w- within the script, but w- did that present a unique challenge, making them relatable, make the audience feel like you knew them without giving away all the information? Well, you know, it's a it's a very, very, very smart thriller, the, the, ori- the original, it's just, it's a very smart thriller, and it's filled with twists, and it's filled with turns, and it's a movie about seduction. Yeah. Uh, and you have to try to seduce people and and mislead them and 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 I know this sounds uh like an oxymoron except you have to seduce them in a legitimate way not in an illegitimate way you can't you can't put false clues in you can't right you can't do that no this this one place very fair I remember thinking about it afterwards and thinking no all the pieces were were in place and a lot and of I some, tried, some mysteries don't do that I tried very hard to make a film that hopefully people will enjoy, and yeah. then it, 
when they see it again, hopefully they will look at the DVD or even go back to the theater, you can start looking at the clues and see that the clues were actually played, right. planted there. Um, and they were not misleading clues. And if you actually caught them, you go, oh, I, I get it now. Yeah. Well, uh, another thing that's interesting about this movie that I, re that I really liked uh, is got two... Well, it's it's got two great car action sequences. I'm hesitant to call the, the them all chases or anything like that, but it's not very action heavy. But when, what is there is very dynamic and exciting. And it reminded me the first one actually reminded me a lot of the scene in Capricorn One, where Elliot Gould loses his brakes in a very crowded area. Uh, he's, he even goes through back alleys uh, a lot in that sequence. Was that conscious at all, or is that sure. just yeah? You, okay, <laughs> of course. Now that I've asked, uh, absolutely. Well, you know, sometimes a car just happened to go a certain way. We went, oh, there it goes. No, yeah. that's not the way it works. Okay, you no. you, you planned it fairly carefully. Absolutely, but okay. So because that's actually, I remember, I just I actually what makes things movie. what makes things yeah. more harrowing, and what makes things yeah. look like. There, like the car is going more dangerous, is to put it in a confined place. Absolutely. A car alone on a stretch of flat freeway in the middle of Kansas could be going 100 miles an hour, and it doesn't look like it's doing anything. A car going 50 miles an hour down an alleyway or out of a driveway that looks like it's it's you know it's like a bat out of hell. <laughs> and that's it, it's very cool. I want everyone here to see Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Uh, I'd like to take just a couple minutes to talk about some of it because we, we're a big genre sci-fi action mm -hmm. fans here at Geekscape. I'd like to talk about maybe a couple of your of your other Whatever films. Whatever you like. Uh, next year is 2010. Now, I remember when 2001 rolled around, everyone kept talking about 2001. Oh, things are different than they were in 2001, A Space Odyssey. Surprise. Um, how do you... Uh, is, has there been any talk of maybe a big... Uh, I, I know 2010 came out on Blu-ray recently, but maybe a big recent re-release or, or maybe some press anything about that? Because 2010, I think, is a, is a underrated film. I think it's it's quite oh, thank you. it's quite great actually. Thank you. It's obviously very different than Kubrick. I remember I hadn't seen it for a long time because everyone said, "Well, it's not 2001. Well, how could it be?" But it's a very it's 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 a very exciting and it's very. I, I went about uh, look. I, I it was a difficult. Yeah. decision to make the film. I was asked sure. to make the film. I was terrified of making the film. Uh, I did not want to be compared to Stanley Kubrick. It's like a, you know, a ball player be, being compared to Albert Pujols or Ted Williams. I mean, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. So the only thing that made me say yes was I figured out a way to make a film that was so different it couldn't be yeah. compared. So I wanted to make a film that was different in every way. Yeah. In not only its success, it, its accessibility. I, I wanted to make it about the politics of the time. I wanted to make it about the the, the book 2010. There was no friction between the Soviet Union and the United States. Right. I wanted to make it about everything going to shit. I, you know right. that, that was that made it interesting. Yeah, and putting people in a confined place when the world is kind of falling apart made it interesting. It, it reminded me a lot of a, a, almost a submarine movie. It's got kind of oh, a sure. Das Boot feel to oh, it, sure. a lot of it. Um, it's a, it, it, it's yeah. a, you know, again, both Outland and, and um, 2010, I was a reporter for seven years. I was with yeah. CBS. It was really at the height of the manned space program, yeah. which I was a complete and total freak about. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that always struck me about the people who go into space was the claustrophobia of it. Yeah. Uh, even talking to people at NASA and JPL, they're saying they were telling me that when people 
go into training for the shuttle. This is not even Apollo. This is the shuttle. Um, the thing that washes most people out is claustrophobia. So to me, I wanted to create very claustrophobic environments. Which is kind of impressive considering the scope of the film, really. It's, it's a contrast, really, between all these cosmic ideas and the, the sincere size of space. It's called space. Well, space is big. The yeah, I mean, the ocean is big. A yeah, submarine is small. But, which is just, it's, it, but you handle that contrast well, which is which is Thank you. a big fan. Uh, now, you've, did, you've done two films with Jean-Claude Van Damme, who we are huge fans of at Geekscape. Uh, and, in fact, you've done my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, which was Sudden Death. Okay. Which, which I think is just great, exciting, and it's any any film where he fights a penguin <laughs> is is pretty sweet. Um, and wins, and and he wins. Yeah, but it, it was a fight, though. It's actually I think that's actually the, one of the hardest times he's ever had in a fight. Yeah. Um, but I, but I like it. it. It's they're 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 both great films. And uh, did you get a rapport going with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Did oh you, sure, did, yeah, because oh, sure. I mean we. Yeah. Had, I did Time Cop, and yeah. then right after that, yeah, uh, we did the, the next one, which, which makes it very interesting because you're you are shooting but not directing uh, the new Universal Soldier, which is ironically not brought to us by Universal. Um, well, I'm, I'm I I, yeah. I I shot it, yeah, I, I, as a DP because there was a director far more talented than I making the film. And who could this possibly have been? My son John. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my, however, my, however, it's the yeah. truth. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he's amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff. I can't say that I've well, he consciously did a, he, seen his stuff. He, I know he's on a lot of TV. Well, he did a documentary, a brilliant yeah. documentary on ultimate fighting called The Smashing Machine that was on HBO. Okay. And theatrical yeah. released. And then he did an amazing documentary on bull riding called Rank. Okay. That, that was shown all over the place. Um, he's an incredibly gifted guy. Well, that's good. So we can look forward to a, a great Universal Soldier. But oh, he's making a real kick-ass movie out of this. It's great. My question is this: Considering you've worked with Jean-Claude Van Damme as a director before, did you ever find yourself accidentally directing him on the set? No, never. No, you was always that separation. I, I, yeah. My son had a birthday yeah. uh, during yeah. the shooting of the film. I, yeah. I got him a watch and inscribed on the back of it, "Happy birthday, boss." <laughs> um, there was no doubt who was the yeah. boss. Well, that's 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 good. It's just interesting because you don't hear about that. That you know, sometimes you hear about, oh, I'm I'm directing my wife, or uh, it was written by you know my brother. But you don't usually hear the director of photography is my dad. Well, I think I, I I'm very pleased. Yeah. He wanted me to do it, and yeah. I'm very pleased that he seemed not to hate what I did. Yeah. Uh, however, there's no question mm -hmm. who was boss. Right. None, including when he didn't like something and said, I want. You change that and change that. It's yes, sir. That's it. You, a lot of your films that you've that you shot that you directed uh, have a very. I, I, I'm not terribly knowledgeable about cinematography. I went to film school, but I focused on writing. Uh, but they have a signature look. They 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 do have a certain. You seem to uh, like shooting things a very specific. I see, I recognize uh, color palette over and over again. And uh, used to be, I think you use a lot of high speed film stock. Uh, or my is that just my imagination? I don't know. I think most people use. Yeah. As the film got faster and yeah. finer and finer grain, I think most people use it. Fair enough. Uh, my question is: uh, did, did John want a different look from you, or, or, or is this going to be? John was very specific about what yeah. he wanted. He, yeah. he, he he went through the palette that he wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a, he's a gloriously talented artist. Yeah. Um, and he had me look at films with him, and he was saying, "This is the kind of palette that I want." It was more a, more of a 
children of men look. Than oh, okay. Uh, that that's that was the set of colors that he wanted. That was yeah. the the look that he wanted. And and uh, it's he said, "This is what I want you to do." And I said, "You got it, boss." You know, that's fantastic. I are, are, do. Uh, does that get you interested in working for other directors, maybe exclusively a cinematographer, or do you think this is going to be something you would only do for John? In the foreseeable future, it, if 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 there are directors as talented as John, who, who are there any? Uh, if if Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson said I'd like you to do my next film, I'd say yes. If David Fincher said I'd like you to do my next film, I'd say yes. When we go on, I, 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 I no, that's that's fine. Paul, David, I want you to get on that. Um, well, I'd like to thank you for your time. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to take us out with? Any any particular? Something you want people to know about Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. It's a very good uh, legal thriller. Um, well, I, 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 I don't know. I, what, what Beyond a Reasonable Doubt is to me is, um, I think it's the first, not the first, it, it is a film noir, Yeah. except it's a film noir about young people. It's not right. a film noir about grown-ups. Right. Um, and that struck me as interesting. Okay. So it's a film noir for me, for you, well, most of our fans. I'm sure we have some people who are going to feel left out by that. But thank you, Peter Himes. Thank you. Thank you, Geekscapists. Go see Beyond a Reasonable Doubt in theaters September 11th.